Okay, what was Project Ultra? Project Ultra or MK Ultra, also called the CIA, CIA Mind Control, is the code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects that were designed and and undertaken by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, some of which were illegal. Experiments on humans were intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used in interrogations in order to weaken the individual and force confessions through mind control. The project was organized through the Office of Scientific Intelligence of the CIA and coordinated with the United States Army Biological Warfare Laboratories. Other code names for the drug-related experiments were Project Bluebird and Project Artichoke. The operation was officially sanctioned in 1953, reduced in scope in 1964, and further curtailed in 1967. It was officially altered in 1973. The program also engaged in illegal activities, including the use of U.S. and Canadian citizens as its unwitting test subjects, which lead to controversy regarding its legitimacy. MK Ultra used numerous methods to manipulate its subjects' mental states and brain functions. Techniques included the covert administration of high doses of psychoactive psychoactive drugs, especially LSD and other chemicals, electroshocks, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, as well as other forms of torture. The scope of Project Ultra was broad with research undertaken at more than 80 institutions, including colleges and universities, hospitals, prisons, pharmaceutical companies. The CIA operated using front organization, although sometimes top secret at these institutions were aware of the CIA involvement. Uh, let's let's take a break there. Yes, you you heard that right. MK Ultra was a covert or, or not so covert operation run by the US government on unwitting Canadian and American citizens. Yes, government practice on their own citizen. This is not a secret. You heard that right. This was a drug the CIA was trying to develop to control the mind, a mind control drug. So when people say they're afraid of the COVID vaccine, I understand it. I, I get it. Yes, people. Welcome back to the Rajasina podcast. This is your host, Reddit Sunny. And sorry we have to start off the podcast like that. You know, usually we do the entry first and then we get into the meat of the matter. But I just wanted to, you know, get right to the point and show you that the government cannot be trusted at all times. Yes, you heard me. The government cannot be trusted all times. I'm not here to tell anyone not to take the vaccine. As a matter of fact, I am going to take the vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm no conspiracy theorist. I have facts on my side when I speak. So this is not about not taking vaccine. Again, this video is not about not taking vaccine. Go out, get vaccinated. Go out, get your loved one tested and vaccinated. This video is not about not taking vaccine. There's a lot of reason why we shouldn't trust the government, right? Yes. And, uh, and I'm going to give you a few examples of why 
the government cannot be trusted. Not all the time, not every time, but sometimes your own government do not have their citizens' best interests at heart. But I don't want to get lumped in with anyone who is deemed or qualified as anti-vaccination because that's not my stand and that never will be my stand. Who want to take it, go ahead and take it. As a matter of fact, I am going to take it. This video is not about that, right? This video is about the U.S. government taking steps to run experiments on knowingly or unknowingly citizens, U.S. citizens, wittingly, unwittingly, involving them in programs on the false pretense, right? Creating numerous atrocities under the name of the U.S. government. Killing, murder are some of the examples that I'm trying to get to today. So, yes, we'll start off with the MK Ultra, but we got a lot more to come. We won't get too in-depth on any of these stories because some of them are wide and well-known. Some of them are well-documented. It's, it's a shame that it's not a part of the everyday conversation in terms of what U.S. history is, but these are things that are not really secrets. So I'm going to name a few of them and I'm going to talk about a few of them. Okay? All right, let's go. Yeah, so you say, no, the government would never do that. They would never take a set of people, vaccinate them and inoculate them with disease, poison or, or anything like that. Well, I we hear about poisoning of foster children. I we hear about the Tuskegee experiment, poisoning of foster children and the, ex the experiment on the Tuskegee Airmen. Let's talk about those two. What those those entail i mean as as that ever happened as anything like that ever happened before and are you saying the government would never do that are we saying our government would never ever do anything like that to its citizens and um people fear especially black people's fear and mistrust of the government with medicine slash vaccination is unfounded i mean should we get into it should we look into what poisoning of the foster children were about okay let's go so yes yeah, so this was first reported by the so Associated Press and then by CBS. The government funded researchers tested AIDS drugs on hundreds of foster children over the past two decades, often without providing them basic protection afforded in federal law and required by some states. An Associated Press review has found the research funded by the National Institute of Health spanned the country. It was most widespread in the 90s as foster care agencies sought treatment for their HIV-infected children that weren't yet available in the marketplace. The practice ensured that foster children, mostly poor or minority, receive care from world-class researchers at government expense, slowing their rate of death and extending their lives, but also expose a vulnerable population to the risk of medical research and drugs that were known to have serious side effects in adults and for which safety for children were unknown. You hear that? The research was conducted in at least seven states. Illinois, Louisiana, Maryland, New York, North Carolina, Colorado, and Texas, and involved more than four dozen different studies. The foster children range from infants to late teens. According to interviews and government records, several studies that enlist foster children reported patients suffered side effects such as rashes, vomiting, sharp drops, and infection, fighting blood cell as they tested antiviral 
antiviral drug to suppress AIDS or other medicines to treat secondary infections. In one study, researchers reported a disturbing high death rate among children who took higher dose, doses of a drug. That study was unable to determine a safe and an effective usage. Wow. Let's stop right there. Wow. So now we know what the poisoning of the foster cage was about. It was about your government, the U.S. government, running an experiment on minorities, minority children in depressed neighborhood, depressed communities for AIDS and HIV treatment in the mid and early 90s. This wasn't 40 years ago. This wasn't 50 years ago. This wasn't back in the 40s, the 30s that they didn't know better. They know better. This was through the Clinton administration, right? And as it says, it spanned multiple states. So this wasn't some secret experiment. This was known as a hope and secret where children were being tested and experimented on and there was a high death rate among these black children yes some of it came out of the need for finding a drug because there was none for children at the time but it came at the cost of other children losing their lives with tests and experiments done in them in the name of finding a cure so if you say this cannot happen today think about this let's get into one more let's get into one more and we, we're going to stop it there and then we're going to discuss. Yeah, so we promised that we'll do the Tuskegee Airmen next. But I think that's that's one that a lot of people is hear about. There's movies, documentaries, and TV specials. So let, let's move away from that one. The, this one is something that happened in Philadelphia, right? In the state of Pennsylvania, 1985, May 13, 1985. The city was bombed. Yes, you heard that. The city was bombed and innocent people lose their lives. Innocent people lose their lives. The, the state of Philadelphia was in war with this movement called MOVE, M-O-V-E. Yes, they claim that it was a radical um, anti-government movement. But that's not how MOVE see themselves. And they get in conflict with the government because the government wanted something from them and they weren't willing to, to back down. And instead of, I'm paraphrasing this one, I'm not reading this one because I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with this one. You know, I learned this growing up in Jamaica. I read about this one before I reach here in America. So if, if, if I'm missing anything, you can fill it in. In 1985, MOVE bombing refers to the May 13, 1985 incident in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, United States, when the Philadelphia Police Department bombed a residential home occupied by the black militant anarcho-primitives group MOVE. Anarcho-primitive, uh, I don't even know what that means. Anarcho-primitivist group? Okay. The Philadelphia Fire Department let the subsequent fire burn out of control following a standoff and a firefight in 1985. Philadelphia, Philadelphia Mayor Wilson Good and Good is spelled G-O-O-D-E and Police Commissioner George J. Samber classified MOVE as a terrorist organization. You hear that? They were classified as a terrorist organization, which was a lie. You know, any, any black militant movement that the government see as a threat, they're labeled terrorist. Never a white organization who stormed the Capitol or who stormed um, Michigan State House with rifles. And they're, they're not terrorists. They're, they're just angry white men. But you get where this is coming from. The MOVE movement was classified as a terrorist organization because they were black and because they have guns, which 
the second amendment let them bear arms right police obtain arrest warrants against move members for various crimes the standoff started after philadelphia police evacuated nearby houses and attempted to serve eviction notice and execute arrest warrant 11 people 11 people in the house including five children died in the fire 11 people in the house including five children died in the fire and 65's home 65 home in the neighborhood were destroyed 65 homes in the neighborhood were destroyed it was a predominantly black neighborhood yes and 65 houses were allowed to be destroyed by the Philadelphia Fire Department, right? With Commissioner George Samber and the Mayor Wilson Good watching while people die and houses burn. The whole neighborhood were destroyed. The bombing of that one house destroyed the whole block, a whole neighborhood. 65 houses, 11 people, 5 children burned to death. Think about that. The government did this. So when you say, oh, this could never happen, you know. The government would never give us medicine, vaccination that would not help us. I said, read these stories, talk about the stories, and then tell me what you think. Yes, we've come to the end of another good debate, good discussion. This is your host, Reddit Sunny, and you are listening to the Righteous, Righteous Sinner podcast. Thank you.